Hey guys, Chris Harry with you on the Chargers Podcast Network, and this is the Backstage Chargers Podcast, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. Mike and Ike are back again for a third straight week. Kicker Michael Badgley and defensive end Isaac Rochelle sat down with guard Dan Feeney. A lot of fun banter in this one. I know you guys are going to enjoy it, so let's get right to it. Here's Mike and Ike with Dan Feeney. Welcome back to the Mike and Ike show. And no, not the candy. This is a show with Michael Basley and Isaac Rochelle where we bring players in and we have a conversation with them, get their perspective of their career. Now, and, now listen, we've got a great episode coming to you. Let me introduce this guy. What a beast. <laughs> he is from Orland Park, Illinois. Yes, sir. The OP. Played high school at Carl Sandburg. Mm. Went to Indiana IU. And now is the starting left guard for the Los Angeles Chargers. Dan Feeney, it is a pleasure to have you on the pod with us. I feel like I got to be stone cold with that Can we just Go quickly nuts. let's we got to get a rundown of the glasses. Yeah, man, they're uh, they're pit vipers and I love them and they fit my face, so I rock them. They're awesome. I think just just to point out to the podcast, the glasses, if you're watching, the glasses, the backdrop, everything today and right now fits Feeney to a T. I, I mean, yeah, I guess. We're in the equipment room. You said that I'm a lunch pail type of guy, so no better place than the equipment room. But no like, doubt. I mean, JJ got the fancy couch, and here we are. But well, JJ is, I'm, not, I'm not upset. No, nah, JJ's a good running back. You are a grinder. Mm, there you go. That's a power So we got right we got you in this beautiful backdrop yeah, yeah it fits okay. Phoenix so the point of this like I mentioned in the intro is we want to hear your story from your perspective and I want you to take us all the way back mm. to Illinois when you first started playing ball when you were a little kid well fun fact I didn't start playing uh ball to high school I started my freshman year I was always uh, I always played uh baseball growing up so like 12 years of baseball my mom was always afraid I'd get hurt in football, so she never let me play Pop Warner because I was like, I was a huskier child, you know, if you can't Word tell. Up. But um, <laughs> I had to, like, uh, play up a couple levels, so every time uh, I'd ask my mom, I'd be like, no, nah, just stick with baseball. I'm like, whatever. So got to high school, and my grandma and a couple of my friends were like, dude, you should go out and play football. So They're I'm like, like, you're 6'5". So <laughs> 280 right now. You should probably go smack somebody. <laughs> right now, let's let's put it this way. Dan just said he hasn't played high school. He hasn't played football until he got to high school. Well, let me put a little perspective there for you. His junior year, and I don't think I've ever heard of this. His junior year, he was the most valuable player on his team as an offensive guard, also known as MVP. Mm. Dan, Dan, what is this? How does that happen? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You played defense and you played offense. Yeah, man. I, I mean, usually in high school, it's like the best kids kind of have like the most leadership. So I guess I was just trying to lead the team, trying to help everybody, you know, like bring their game up and stuff. So I don't know. I was just kind of the biggest guy. And I was like, all right, he, that's him, I guess. Well, give us a little perspective. Was your quarterback not any good? Was your running back getting like no yards? <laughs> receivers couldn't get receivers. So like everyone hey, had football. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? I'm crapping on my guys like that, man. But uh, no, I mean, I think we just had a tight knit group. And I think uh, there was a couple guys that were like going, like they knew they were going to like play on in college and stuff like that. And I guess a lot of my teammates thought I was. So I don't know. I just took the role. I mean, you know. 
starting football like or, uh, like later, I guess, kind of helped in that aspect. I was always like Body a was leader. Fresh. Yeah, I, I mean, I was always like a leader on baseball because I was like the first baseman and all that stuff, like making baseball calls, which is not even close to the amount of football calls you can make. But uh, Badge wouldn't know. But. Yeah. yeah, you're a hockey guy. Yeah. You wouldn't know about guy. that. Sure. But so I want to know this. <laughs> Did Schofield, uh, so for the listeners, Michael Schofield played with Dan Feeney in high school. Mm-hmm. Kind of a fun fact. Yeah. Did Schofield put you on? Was he part of the reason that you were the MVP? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He was a senior, right, when he, he won? So when I was a freshman, he was a senior. So we're four years I'm apart. Way off. Yeah, so I, I never played with him because we had a freshman. We had, like, 4,000 kids in our school. So, like, there was what? really no reason to, like, Jump up, yeah. So that even adds more value to being the MVP of your team. The fact that there was 4,000 people at your school, which means it's a big high school football team. And you're the one. And you're winning MVP. I mean, stop pumping my tires here. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's, to say that's here. What, that's like, what we're I mean, here for, buddy. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a fun fact, though, yeah. for an O-lineman. When you yeah. bring O-lineman in and it's like, all right, he was MVP of his uh, of his high school football team his junior year, it's like, all right, you must have been a beast. But I got to ask you about this. According to Wiki, Feeney was a one-year <laughs> letterman in volleyball. Doesn't make true. much sense. No, it doesn't, man. But, uh, yeah, so after football season, I uh, – Was it a joke first off? <laughs> no, I actually did play volleyball for a year. I swear. Wow. I swear, no, that's a, that's a true fact right there. True fact about Dan Feeney. Played Jeez. volleyball. But uh, so after uh, my first year playing football – uh, like in the off season, I was like, you know, I want to try out for baseball because I played baseball my whole life. Football was kind of just a like a side piece at that moment. You know what I mean? I Real was just side like, piece. I was just, you know, no <laughs> <laughs> side piece. I, I, I was just like kind of new to it. You know what I mean? So I was like, baseball is still kind of my focus. So I uh, tried out for the team, uh, didn't make it, and uh, kind of got into weightlifting, packed on a couple lbs and. Yeah, <laughs> right back to football, man. So, And then so your MVP, your senior year, you were obviously a stud. You're getting these offers as you go through your uh, high school career. What, what did the recruiting process look like? You ended up going to IU, obviously, mm-hmm. but what did it look like? Uh, so I committed kind of early. I committed like the end of my junior year, like right after the season or something like that because I wasn't really getting looked at by a lot of guys. Uh, Illinois, U of uh, IU were like my two biggest ones, and then a couple other like little Western Michigan, school. yeah, Western Michigans and stuff like that, and uh, like a couple other Big Tens wanted me to, like walk on and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, IU likes me. Uh, I like the coaching staff that like they kind of have brought. I like their culture that they're you know want to install. So I I was like, you know, I think this is the spot. I took a couple of trips down there. and Felt like home. You were they like, want, you were like, let me be a Hoosier. That's what I want to be. A Hoosier, baby. I want to be a Hoosier. I don't understand why these teams wanted you to walk on. I feel like you were a beast in high school, especially since you won MVP. We're kind of gassing that up, but walk on. I'm yeah, seeing now. You stop, were. We can stop saying MVP now. It's. I, I don't well, like it. it matters. <laughs> it matters. It's crucial. High school. It's crucial. He to says the story. that. He says that. But we we could walk into like his house from back home, and, we, and he's, he's got, the, got the thing just in an enshrinement MVP. <laughs> yeah. His girlfriend Emily. Just big letters on the wall. Yeah, right. But what was that frustrating when teams were like, hey, come here and walk on? I mean, I kind of took it as like a chip on the shoulder. You know what I mean? I was like, I think I can be better than this. And 
I just want to go there and prove people wrong. <laughs> Seems like you did. So you go to IU <laughs> because you had the Hoosier, uh, you had the Hoosier blood in you. And Born again, Hoosier, yes, sir. And according to Wiki, again, it says Feeney set records his freshman year in 2012 by starting all 12 games, earned honorable mention in the uh, all 10 big big honors at right guard, mm-hmm. and you only gave up one sack all season. Now, I, my math could be off on this, but that was only your fifth year of playing football, correct? This is correct. Oh, my. Oh. You gave up one sack, though. Were people, uh, were people lining up against you? I'm sure they were like, all right, this dude's not giving up anything. Um, yeah, it was actually kind of weird. It was me and uh, Jason Spriggs. He was the other uh, uh, younger player to start. He started at left tackle, and I started at right guard. And we actually were going to start next to each other, but the coaches were like, yeah, two freshmen, you're going to – Kind of get blitzed like crazy every single play. So they're like, let's uh, let's spread it out. And it was funny. It was like the week before, and they're like, Dan, all right, move to right guard. So I was like, all right, cool. What are you gonna do? You know, but uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, man. Wow, I just can't believe you gave up one sack all season. Um, that's like it's pretty crazy. One sack, and then you're named a freshman All American. So did you yeah. when you went back home for Christmas or Thanksgiving? You're like, yeah, I'm an All American. You're walking around. Well, and they know he's a former junior year MVP. <laughs> so they're like MVP, one sack, All American. And then you you Isaac will not let the junior year MVP thing go, bro. Man. Can we? Okay, listen. Can we agree that an offensive guard winning MVP? Should not happen. On a high school football team, should not happen. <laughs> you must have been dishragging people, as I we was mentioned. A, I was zone. a left tackle, first off. Let's get that out of the way. Oh. I was the left tackle. So, Wiki was correct about that. Oh, so you, were, so you were checking every play. You were getting the ref letting know number 66 is now an eligible receiver. Yeah, I was 77 back then. Listen, Feeney wasn't going out for routes. <laughs> there was actually a package where I would actually get the ball and run it. Jum- uh-huh. Jumbo package. <laughs> Big Jumbo Feeney. <laughs> it was literally me, fullback, and then our huge D lineman in the backfield. And it was terrifying, but we only ran it like two times. Well, in high I school, didn't get the is... ball at all. I was like, dang. No, I really want to score a touchdown. Noted. That's not how you got MVP. Yeah, no doubt. It was uh, yeah, Michael yeah. Schofield coming so, back and voting. <laughs> so, so, back, so back to your college <laughs> career. You had, you, had a, you had a great freshman year. Uh, you're on top of the world. Freshman All-American. Not bad. Uh, you go into next season. It happened in the summer or fall. You hurt your foot. Yeah, it was the fall right before I uh, we started. So it was a uh, it was camp, little goal line play, and you know it was just absolute carnage in there. My foot got caught and went inside like that and smoked the ligament. There's the scars if you want to see it. Yeah, this is good. This, this oh, is oh great. This is this is great <laughs> radio. <Flexibility too. laughs> this is great radio for the people listening because they can see everything. Um, oh, shoot, you're right. It's radio. <laughs> I got a beautiful no, face but... for radio, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but take take me through that year. I mean, being out a whole season, what is that like? I can't I can't relate. I'm just I just I need, run me through that process. It's awful. It's yeah. the worst yeah. thing ever when you're hurt. Yeah. Cuz it's like there's nothing you feel like there's nothing you can do to like help your team win. You know what I mean? And it's uh you just kind of feel like you're helpless, you know. And it's, at the and at the same time you're probably trying to, you know, you're getting through rehab, you're going to the training room every day, you're trying to get better. No doubt. And yeah, everything built on top of that, you got to build up, you know, mentally. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. And it, it well it just it says a lot about O lineman his response. Your first thought is I can't do anything to help the team. And that's such an O lineman mindset because as a D lineman, 
I want to help the team. If I get hurt, I'm like, dang, I can't play. I want to get out and, you know, get after a quarterback, whatever it may be. It's just interesting that you go, you know, I can't help the team. What a beast. <laughs> Two different ways when he's big cat. No, I love it, though. And and we're going we're gonna to move forward through this because Badge has some questions uh, about the O-line rottery. But you, you pretty much went the rest of your college career and dominated. I mean, it seems like there were no slip-ups. Um, your your O-line was named as the Big Ten's most underrated position group. No doubt. No doubt. Do you feel we're, like we're that thrashing was uh, some boys back in the day? You feel like that was the old chip on the shoulder motivated you guys? Oh, 100%, man. We were we were a little uh, spread no huddle, so we were pumping out like 90 plays a game, and our mentality was just like we're going to physically beat people down. Oh, my God. And just, <laughs> you know, yeah, like just pump out plays, and it's like, hey, we're going to get smacked a couple times, but we're also going to smack them more. So I mean, wow. yeah, when you came back to the squad, you guys were setting records. I mean, you went for 3,200 rushing yards and right around 2,100 passing yards. Yeah, I mean, that helps that the people that were rushing are also in the league. Tevin Shout Co- out Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Tevin. <laughs> Jordan Howe. Wow. Um, yeah, but that's crazy, though, that, <laughs> that you guys were just slept on like that. Badge doesn't understand this because he's a kicker. But ninety plays again as uh, ninety plays a game as a D lineman is horrible. Now listen, well, you're never going to get ninety plays. You well, always go out and in, out and in. Oh, not in college, always, man. There'd be drives where we'd literally see three different D lines, and we're like, "Wow, y'all are fresh, and we and are boys are hurting. exhausted, <laughs> and boys are hurting." <laughs> well, either way, in college we were in the fire. Notre Dame, we were like, I had games where I had ninety plus plays. But I'm just saying, listen, that is brutal. Uh, listen, Dan can agree with me. No one cares about Notre Dame football. Boom. Uh, just roasted. For the, for the Boom roasted. For the listeners, you're saying this because I just got on you about being a kicker. Well, yeah, don't come at me about my position, first off. We but, already had a couple Notre Dame arguments today alone. But we're here, A couple Notre Dame guys were getting sensitive. We're here, we're here for the Hoosier, Dan Feeney. We're not here to talk about you at Notre Whatever. Dame days. I'm actually Whatever. here to flip the script and start interviewing <laughs> you guys. Feeney, you got any questions? Um, so, dominated. You had to make a decision about coming back for your senior year. The O-line and you said, stay and help the team. Let's see what we can do uh, in the Big Ten. What was, what was no, going no. into that decision? Uh, you know, a little bit of everything. I asked my family, you know, what they think, and they said, pretty much, you think you're ready to get to the NFL? And I said, I think so, yeah. And they're like, well, why don't you go? I'm like, it, it just didn't feel like the right time, you know what I mean? Deep down, it just didn't feel right. Didn't, I don't know, it just felt like I had to come back and prove a little bit more, get my grade up a little bit, but. As you did. Now, did you have did you have a couple guys on the line with you coming back as well, where you you know yeah. you wanted to be with those? The Rottery had to do no, that. Doubt. no doubt. So the guy I came in with me and Jason Spriggs, we were really close buddies and Colin Rigg and ton of good dudes. But uh, me and Jason, we came in together as rook- uh, rookies. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. But uh, we came in together as you know freshmen, and we were just like. You know, let's let's take this thing over, you and me. Let's let's get it. Let's get out here. Let's be the best and let's roll. So my last year, uh, my fifth year option coming back, he left, but we had a couple other guys like Wes Martin, Simon Stepp, uh, Brandon Knight. You know, guys that are just good dudes. And I was like, you know, what, let's let's roll try and with do it, it again. Yeah, let's roll with it. Uh, yeah. It truly is no brotherhood like off- offensive linemen. No doubt. So you come offensive. back, offensive, oh, good old offensive. Not no man. <laughs> So you come back, 
your goal is to you said up your grade, spend some more mm-hmm. time with your with your teammates at IU, see what you can do in the Big Ten. It worked out for you because when you were going into the draft, I mean, it says best interior offensive lineman Dan Feeney went to the Senior Bowl. That's where I met you. Boom. Um, you went to the combine, and then you ended up getting drafted high. What was that process like? Just the, the draft, pre-draft. Now drafted. Now when he says drafted high, Dan went third round, seventy first overall. You guys feed really good off each other. Like this, it feels really good. First off, I just wanted to get I that out it. there. I love it. We, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm getting listeners. like double interviewed right now because you guys just play off each other, Mike and Ike. You know what I mean? That's well, you know the name of the show is Mike and Ike, not the candy. We, I'm joking. Listen, okay. <laughs> just had to throw just that out the intro again. Yeah, okay, no, I'm joking. Sorry, I totally forgot the question. Okay, well, okay. The process, the pre-draft, uh, senior bowl, meeting yeah. Isaac, all that process. Well, you meeting go, Isaac was definitely the highlight. No doubt. Yeah. So <laughs> you go, you go, you go third round. Yeah. Now, with the career you had in Big Ten football, it's no joke. Um, is there a little bit of a, a chip on your shoulder for going third round, or are you you fired up about being a third round pick? I mean, some guys have a different take on it. Yeah, it's it's kind of mixed feelings, you know what I mean? Because, you know, selfishly, you're like, you want to be like, dang, I want to be the best. You know yeah. what I mean? You want to be like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen too often with guards. I want to be like first round, 10 pick or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, it's like, wow, man, I've, I've worked really hard for this. And, you know, it kind of came into light and. That it happened, you know, got drafted to uh, old Los Angeles, and fast forward a couple of years, here we are doing this podcast. Here we are. I remember just real quick. I remember watching the draft. I went seventh round. I was stressed the whole time. That doesn't <laughs> come matter. Come on, come on. But no, I remember I, watching. No. It. Dude, I, I I can totally imagine, man. I it's, remember watching it, seeing Dan Feeney get you guys, drafted. You guys are crying about getting drafted over here. We, this happens every yeah, podcast. every time. So He's complaining. Like so okay. I remember seeing butter. you. Okay. I mean, he's it's weak. Okay, he's weak. It's okay. I remember seeing uh, the Chargers draft Dan Feeney, and I remember thinking, I'm excited for you because I met your family. Mm-hmm. I had won against you a bunch at the Senior Bowl, and no I doubt. thought you were a great player. No doubt. This random dude had an IU, and I was hyped for you that you got yeah. drafted third round. You didn't even know it, but you had good energy coming from uh, my end of the world <laughs> on the draft. From old Georgia. Good old and, GA. <laughs> and you weren't even wearing the Vipers or having the mustache back then, and you still had great energy. That was, uh, that was pre- this Dan, <laughs> you think, do you think you're a different Dan Feeney now? I mean, you you said uh, came to LA. Now we're here. Two years later, three years later, are you a different Dan Feeney now? Uh, With Dan Feeney rookie guess... had the uh, Vipers on. <laughs> no, no way! Wow! No way! So we've I confirmed. grew up, baby. What a beast! I love it. All right, guys, a quick break to remind you to subscribe to the all new Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. It's your one stop for all things Chargers directly from the team. In-depth conversations and analysis with players, coaches, executives, national reporters and broadcasters, and much more. We also don't want you to miss a minute of action with the official LA Chargers mobile app. Follow real-time stats, watch your favorite Bolts programming, and live local Chargers games all season long. Download today at chargers.com slash app. Geographic and device restrictions apply. Local and primetime games only. Data charges apply. And now here's part two of Mike and Ike with Dan Feeney on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. I got a quick question for you, and then I'm going to let him ask about the O-line rotter. Uh, Feeney, do you consider yourself somebody that eats out a lot? 
Like goes out to dinner and stuff like that? Or fast, fast food, food dinner, food, anything. Kind of everything. Anything. Um, <laughs> I try not to. I, I actually enjoy cooking, but I hate grocery shopping, so it's, you know, it's tough. So you hit the occasional fast food spot? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So if you had to give me your top fast food meal deal, mm. what would it be? Where are you going and what would it be? Example, yeah. four for four from Wendy's, dollar menu from McDonald's. Four for four is not enough for me. So. <laughs> okay, this is good. This is way. good. I mean, four for four, that will not suffice. My girlfriend Emily gets four for four and she like can barely finish all the chicken nuggets. Wow. That's a lie. She eats all the chicken nuggets. All right, Feeney, we need an answer. Uh, I don't know. I think Chick-fil-A is hard to beat, man. Chick- they don't have a meal deal, though. They're not even open oh, on we're Sunday. Th- like, meal, I thought, I, meal well, deal. first off, mm, meal deal. You got five bucks in your pocket, and you are starving. Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> What's up, Leezy? <laughs> Shout out to Leezy. He's our strength coach. Just walked in. Okay, man, had to give us a little get your, mind, get your mind right. Scary, get a dog. <laughs> okay, what's it going to be? Man, I love a do- double quarter pounder from McDonald's. There it, it is. There it is. Mickey D's, baby. All right. It's good, but it's like I feel like I'm cheating it because I love Chick-fil-A too, though. And I haven't been to McDonald's in forever. All right, conclusion is Feeney's meal deal is one. <laughs> this, this is it's too much sandwich. of a tough question because I just I don't get a meal. Like I get a couple meals. Spoken like a true old lineman. Go ahead, Badge. Yeah, put anything in front of him. <laughs> Dan will eat it. So, you know, offensive line. I've always been extremely fascinated by uh, just the whole the <laughs> whole like scientist. <laughs> no, nah, but no, but I'm serious. And I, I my locker's right in with you guys, and it's no the best thing ever. It's true. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of explain to these people what kind of brotherhood you not only have to create, but you know, just you know, what you guys have to do to become a true family. Because without an offensive line, the team's not any good. I mean, that's just my thing. The O line's always been the heart of the team, and without a good one, it, the whole core of the team is not going to be any good. Well, I mean, you summed it up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah, a deep question. It, it, but, it is, but, but it, ex- it, explain how you know you kind of, you walk into a situation. You're drafted. You're a third round pick. You know, you walk into an offensive line. How did how did you how did you feel when you got to you got to become part of the the unit? It's awesome, man. It's awesome when you because O line is just different from every position. You know what I mean? There's no, five no. of us on the field at all times. Like D line can be like the closest because they got like four, but it, it's it's different for O line because we're always doing like combos with people and it's like you got to know how they move you know it, it's so it's so hard to put into words yeah because it's like you just kind of got to be around them you got to know how to communicate with your tackle and your center do you think a lot of that has to do with what goes on off the field because in our experience i know badge will, will agree with me o-linemen like are always together and yeah. other positions are like why are these dudes always together it's kind of getting old but pa- you understand animals. it we're pack animals <laughs> for sure and you think it matters? No doubt, man. It, no doubt. I mean, a lot of times we'll just go to like Chick Fil A after this, crush a couple chicken sandwiches Shout or out whatever. Shout deal. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, it's never just like one or two guys. It's always like five or six. I and mean, it, it's just like I don't know. Like our online group chat, like we invite someone, and it's like all right, everybody will join in type deal. Yeah. It's just how like I feel like most old lines are like that. You know what I mean? You always kind of have to be a unit, no matter what you do. Do you yeah. think it? Do you think it has to do with just having like a common understanding that you guys have the uncommon job? You guys are out there. You guys score. They're not going Dan Feeney with the touchdown. <laughs> do you think it has to do with that? Because uh, I for us it's yeah. confusing. We're like yeah, I, again, I these dudes like are that. always together. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's just like one of those grindy jobs. You know what I mean? Oh, we love it. Well, we it, we love doing it. And the way Dan puts it is like when they don't say touchdown, Dan Feeney, he just like, well, it was MVP junior year, so yeah. I can <laughs> <my> back pocket. <laughs> he, he's like, I gotta start burning these papers. <laughs> I mean, the papers are great. No, but it it is one of those things. Like when Eckler scores a touchdown, or Phil throws a a dime to Keenan, or something like that. You know, it's like I helped, and yeah. that's good enough for me, man. Yeah, I think it definitely. I think it definitely takes all you guys. But I mean, he, we were talking about it before we interviewed it. Before we interviewed you, you're not in it. Before we interviewed it, I but uh, it. it is. Know. It is so fascinating. I mean, like you and Pouncey come in here every day at what time? Like five forty-five. He's in here like five thirty. I roll in at like five forty-five. And you guys are side by side yeah. on the field, and 100%. then you're always hanging out, lifting together. How much does uh, what you guys do off the field in the weight room? And spending time in there have to do with how you play. Yeah, man. It's just like knowing how to communicate with them. You know what I mean? That's that's like one of the things. But just being around being around guys and, you know, knowing that they can trust you, knowing you can trust them. And it's it's so weird because it's like an unwritten bond. You know what I mean? You just kind of got to be around them, be around the guys and, you know, want to get better type deal. Like me and Pounce don't have to come in at 530. Like, there's no reason to. Like, there's yeah. another lift group later in the day, but we just do it because, well, Pouncey comes in because he's old. He's got to stretch out. <laughs> I mean, You're nine G's, man. But uh, I come in because he does it, so I'm like, you know what, let me, let me tag along. Let me see if I can learn something from him. You know what I mean? Him being – he's a leader, obviously. He's been on, you know, Miami and here, and, you know, he's been to a couple of Pro Bowls, and obviously I want to, you know, be a Pro Bowl, all pro, whatever, you know, back down the road. So I just want to, like – Get as much information I can from him. I mean, he's a beast. And I feel like he's a guy who's super easy to learn from. 100%. And, you know, the the thing is he, <laughs> you know, he, he loves giving crap to everybody, you know. Oh, but, oh my gosh. He, I mean, he's, always, <laughs> yeah, he's always on somebody, but, it, you know, that, that means he likes you. Yeah. You know what I mean? that Like, he's testing you. He's seeing if you can handle the fire. Yeah. You know, and if you can, he's like, okay. Then he'll kind of just point his gaze somewhere else, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, which, by the way, Mike Pouncey's been trying to get on this podcast for the past three weeks, just so the viewers know. I heard he had to pay to get on here. <laughs> yeah, we're like, listen, your money bags, Pounce. You're paying to get on the podcast. Absolutely. What, like eight mil? <laughs> oh, I mean, geez. At least. <laughs> eight mil contract. It's a big, uh, big podcast, baby. <laughs> do, you, do you look at somebody like Pounce? And again, this is about you, Fanny, not Pounce. But do you look at somebody like Pounce and... That's kind of what you want to be when you're a nine-year vet? No doubt. I mean, it it's hard to mirror exactly what he wants, but you can kind of learn from everybody. Like, I had Slauson when I first came in here, and he's a huge dude, like 340. He's a so, unit. Yeah, he, he's like a huge offensive guard. So I tried to learn some of his techniques, and I'm like, dude, I, I can't do the things you do. You're just a way bigger dude than me. You yeah. can't. I can't move people the same way you do it. So I have to find my way how to, you know, approach blocks differently. Yeah. And Pounce is kind of like the polar opposite. He's like a 290 center. So he's always been a lighter guy. Yeah. So I guess I take a little bit more from that because I'm also a lighter guard. So I got to find ways how to approach blocks, you know, how to do some savvy line stuff and, you know, get it done. Yeah. I was also curious, and it's funny you brought up the lighter O-line thing. When I was thinking about this interview, do you think, because you would consider yourself a lighter guy, Pounce is a lighter guy, yeah. do you think that 
the football game and the O-line position is going towards a quicker, lighter O-lineman? Because it seems like that's what it looks like on paper. Mm-hmm. It really depends on, like, the scheme. Because some teams are old school. They'll be like, all right, we're running downhill, we're running power, and it's like, we you need, need, some you need big old units. pigs. Yeah. You, know, you need big <laughs> boys, or else it ain't going to work. You know, like our offense, we, we can spread it out. We can run downhill at you. We can attack you in so many ways that you kind of have to – well, you don't have to be, but it, it it helps, you know, for like some of our like speed sweeps, tosses, stuff you gotta like that. you got to be able to move. So, yeah, yeah you got to be mobile, agile, and hostile. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Here we go. Oh, I remember <laughs> I the Titans. Okay, I, was, okay. I knew Baz was going to get it. All right, I got, I got a nice hard-hitting question here. Okay, a guy like Isaac Rochelle. Listen, don't bring me into this. He he lines up across from you. Mm. He's boy, he's quivering. What are you thinking? What is your move? What are you what are you expecting him to do? I know what Feeney's gonna say. Go oh, ahead. Rush, baby. Go <laughs> the two hand boom rush right through the chest. Okay, so time. you know okay, so Isaac's lined up, you know what he's doing. A guy like me comes down the line. Chance. Just oh don't finish gosh. it. Just don't finish it. A guy it. like me. Help yourself out. 5'10", 185, solid muscle. Soaking wet with the cement helmet. <laughs> cement. <laughs> it's a big Steve. Comes and, 100%. comes and lines up across from you. What are you doing? I'm watering at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're like, I'm like, right. this is going to be a highlight play. <laughs> it has to be. If it's not a highlight play, <laughs> I'm getting crap from the whole line. <laughs> now, I can't even imagine you in a stance. Like, it, at a three-tag oh, spot in it. a stand. I've seen it. He lined up the other day out there right before practice. Not bad. He's I like, mean, hey, Dan, what would you do if I'm right here? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually hilarious. I can't even imagine him next to uh, Joe. It's like Joey, JJ, Bane. Badge. Badge. <laughs> like, all right, get this dude big, off big, the Big, 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 you. <laughs> now, I, I kind of wanted to end this podcast talking about Dan's golf game, but he can only hit his five iron about a buck 20. So we won't even talk about it. We won't even talk about it. You're really going to do me like that on this podcast? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you feel better about Exposure. yourself now, Mads, do you? <laughs> but I do want to finish it with a story that you've told me. Now, I don't know if you're comfortable telling this story, but I think it might have been the start of when you're like, yeah, I should be a football player. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. I think you're right around fourth grade. When I got hit by the car. Huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You told me you got hit by a car. I'm like, no way you got hit by a car. All right. All right. And finish us off. Finish man. finish us off with that story. I think the viewers would love this. All right. So Turn your radios up. <laughs> so fourth grade Dan, shooting basketball. <laughs> right in the front yard. We're... Uh, <laughs> We're pouring some concrete in the back of the house. So we got like a bunch of trucks like lined up like right outside of our house. So it's like kind of blocking the street. And uh, I see like a bunch of kids from the neighborhood. They're playing across the street on like a jungle gym over there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of playing basketball by myself. Let me let me hustle across this street and go <laughs> hang out with my friends. <laughs> and uh, so I go out there. I'm, I'm trying to be cautious. I'm like looking both ways. I'm like, nah, whatever. So I just bolt. Whew, and then SUV comes and smokes me doing like 20 miles an hour. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and obviously I get flat back by this SUV. Bro, how- and I just like get road rash all on my back. I skated like 10, 15 feet. Bro, were the people watching not like terrified? Like you <laughs> may or may not get up from this? I'm telling the story. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. This man said, boy, if you don't back Yeah, let him finish. Mike, let him finish. Sheesh. No, so I, I get smoked by the car, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? 
and I like army crawl onto my yard. <laughs> like imagine a fourth grade dad, chubby little kid, army little crawling. <laughs> and then I remember flipping over, looking at the sky. I'm like, what on God's earth just happened right now? Because <laughs> I mean, obviously, I got stunned by this car. <laughs> So I was, then uh, all the people across the street come bolting at me. The guy gets out of the car. He's like, hey, you all right? I'm like, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm dazed as can be. And then my sister, she's across the street. She comes running over in a panic. She's like, Dan, Dan, you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, she's like, I'm going to go get mom. So she runs in the house, goes to my mom and dad, and they come out. My mom's panicking more than me. Like, I just oh, got classic, smoked by this car, mom. and I'm like, all right, let's 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 tone it down a little, mom. Oh, she's but just, as she should, as she should, hundred percent. I I if I saw a kid just get smoked by a car, I'd be panicking <laughs> like crazy. So my mom comes out and going absolutely crazy. She's like we gotta go to the hospital right now. So I'm like, okay, I get a bag of peas, throw it on the back of my head, <laughs> and like I. I don't know if I must have like popped an artery or something in the back of my head. It was like two golf balls thick, like coming out of the back of my head. And it was like squirting out blood like a fountain. It was pretty this gnarly. Isn't funny. This, this is funny. This is, this is, this is gnarly. I mean, it's funny now. It is. It's hysterical. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. You can't laugh at yourself. You can't laugh at anything. So I'm, yeah, there you go. No doubt. There we go. So I'm in the car, just gushing blood. You got the peas on the back of my head. My mom's panicking the entire way to the hospital, like the entire way. Which is classic, At, though. Classic 100%. Mom. I'm like, Mom, we're good. We're on this the way to the hospital. This is fourth grade Mom. Chill out. We're on the way to the hospital. I have a headache. Please stop yelling. We're good. <laughs> we get to the hospital. They do, man. like, all the scans and everything. They're like, yeah, you're you're good. And, like, no broken bones, nothing. Obviously, you got a little road rash on your back. Yeah, your head thing is fine. It's just, you know, it'll close up in a little bit. Put a couple like butterflies on there, so I didn't need any <laughs> stitches or anything like that. Sheesh. And uh, got a concussion. I mean, if you if you can imagine. <laughs> I mean, getting then, tore up by an SUV. Yeah, you know, probably. So I milked it a little bit. You know, get out of school in fourth grade. Why not? Watching why not? Batman why on not? the couch. Kid, Are you kidding me? Kidding why me? not? Yeah. And then uh, so I was sitting on the couch, kind of last day before the weekend. So I was like, nice, got a long weekend out of it. And I was like, you know what? I'd be pretty dang good at football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about full circle. Now we're here. It seems like fourth grade Fiend was introspective, very smart, controlled the house, telling his mom to calm down, everybody keep it under control. What a beast. Legendary Dan Feeney, thanks for coming on, brother. No hey, I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast, man. You're coming back. No right. doubt. Round two? You have no to. Doubt. Gotta get some good stories ready. We'll bring we'll bring some more. That's a tough one to top. Yeah, I think we'll bring some moral alignment with you. Yeah, I feel weird coming up here alone. No, that's uh, just <laughs> natural. like a true alignment, though. The brotherhood. No doubt, boys. All right, Fiend, appreciate you. Well, I'll catch you guys in about two minutes after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us on the Backstage Chargers podcast, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. Remember, be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network. we got a lot coming your way this week, starting with Playmakers on Wednesday, Chargers Weekly on Thursday, and the final drive after the game. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, I'm Chris Harry.